Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the burner, less lethal pistol launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo, It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, while investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the uh, program. So you got the New York Times. You got Democrats scared to death. Even Don Lemon over at Fake News CNN is is asking the White House press secretary whether or not Joe should be running, whether or not he's alert enough, and whether or not basically he's cognitively there enough. Not exactly those words. Uh, but if he is going to run in 2024. Democrats clearly are scared to death. Remember, over the weekend, AOC not committing to supporting Biden in 2024. I just want to ask uh, about President Biden. He is saying he's going to run again in 2024. Will you support him? You know, if the president chooses uh, to run again in 2024, I mean, first of all, I'm focused on winning this majority right now uh, and preserving a majority this year in 2022. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, but I think if if the president has a vision and that's something certainly we're all willing to entertain and examine when the when the time comes. That's not now a yes. The... Yeah. You know, I think uh, we should okay. endorse when we get to it. But I, I, I believe that the president has been doing a very good job uh, so far. And. Um, you know, should he run again? I think that I, you know, I think it's it's we'll take a look at it. Okay, <laughs> but right now we need to focus on winning a majority instead of a presidential election. Clearly, AOC is is getting the swamp infection because that's not the same AOC that went to Washington on day one, uh, sounding more establishment Democrat than anything else. Uh, but it's interesting. I mean, still no Democrat in their right minds thinks that Joe Biden's doing a good job or is strong and a, a strong leader or that any of his policies are working. Um, look at, for example, the Axios CEO saying, uh, yeah, Democrats are super duper worried about Biden's approval rating. Here's what the uh, CEO of Axios said. 
His ratings only going further down as the midterms approach. What's the latest reporting you guys have about how worried Democrats are that the that Biden may be a drag on the party come November? I mean, they're super duper worried, right? You don't want the president of your party sitting at 40% or slightly below 40%. You look at the numbers with independents, you swing voters, uh, often around 30%, sometimes lower. That's terrible. Like, there's no other way uh, to cut it, and Democrats uh, know that. And Democrats know that. All right, how much do they know? Anyway, John McLaughlin is with us. Uh, co-founder McLaughlin and Associates, uh, the polling company, Matt Towery, pollster, insider advantage and syndicated columnist. Uh, welcome, both of you. What's fascinating is and there are some outlier polls that have Biden at a much higher approval rating than than most other polls. But even with the outliers included, real clear politics, Matt Towery, uh, and I know occasionally you write for them. Uh, they have the average of Joe Biden now at, what, 38 as of, I think, yesterday, the day before. And you have Joe at 32 and 33 in other polls uh, that I think are more realistic. Yeah, it's, it has been a long, sustained plummet for uh, Biden. And it, it, it you know, it probably for him could not come at a worse time, as, as alluded to earlier, the midterms are right around the corner. On top of that, you have this uh, January 6th, which is supposed to be another pivot for the Democrats, uh, uh, these hearings that have been held. And so far, I think I've calculated since they started their hearings, the Dow has plunged, what, thousands of points? And so when you look to the, to the, to the um, uh, legacy media, you'll look on their websites and it will be January 6th. And then down below it will be, oh, Dow drops, unemployment, uh, I mean, rather, uh, inflation increases. There's a disconnect between the public and the media, and the public is catching up to it. You know, for years we talked about the fact how the media was leading the public around by the nose. Now the public is leading the media, and they've caught up to it. And that's where the polling is reflected. You, you can't deflect this stuff with, with a uh, January 6th hearing. You can't deflect it with a speech like he had today with the AFL-CIO where he yelled the whole time. It's not working, and the numbers just keep dropping. And the numbers don't bear it out either. Uh, let's get your overall take, John McLaughlin. Well, I tell you, the overall take is that two-thirds of the voters still think the country's on the wrong track. They say that the economy's getting worse, not better, 67 to 25. And Joe Biden's doubling down on failure. So the reality is when people, by the way, his job approval has crashed the way the prices of gas have risen. So when people go to buy gas and food, they're thinking this is Joe Biden's fault. And guess what? They're exactly right. And they're thinking also that Donald Trump is, you know, was a really good president. I may not have liked his style, but I think you know, his results were really good. So you've got this January 6th because it's pretty early to worry about 2024, but they're afraid that Donald Trump is going to get reelected because they're seeing that he's ahead in the polls 50 to 43 in our last national survey over Joe Biden and 10 points over Kamala Harris. And, and the generic ballots for the Republicans are all, you know, uh, they're five to 10 points. The Republicans are ahead. So they're afraid of losing the house and the Senate. And, uh, you know, the American public, as, 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 uh, Matt is talking about, and our friend Newt Gingrich talks about a new American majority where, the Republicans are now being joined by independents and Democrats and an American majority that wants to straighten out the direction of the country because their policies are not working. They want America to work again. Yeah. 
Let's talk about the Trump factor. I mean, obviously, he's played a big role in, in the primaries and he's had a big impact, Matt Towery. Um, I'm not sure what his plans are about running in 2024. Uh, if he decides to run, I think he's the odds on favorite by a pretty big margin to win the, the primary if people even primaried him. Uh, but you keep hearing other names that are out there. I think Republicans, if you look at their bench, you got DeSantis, obviously. You got, you know, people like Mike Pompeo looking to get into this. I don't think Larry Hogan is going anywhere. I'm not sure Nikki Haley's going to go anywhere or, or, or light things on fire. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz uh, had a great run uh, when he ran against President Trump in the primary in 2015 and 16. Uh, so you have other senators like Cotton and Hawley. Uh, I know Cotton in particular is thinking about running. Uh, so we have a pretty deep bench. Who do they have? Bernie Sanders says he won't run. Elizabeth Warren can't win, in my view. Uh, what, they got Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris. I, I don't see any of them as strong candidates. No, they don't have much of a bench. The only name that floats around that would get my attention is Michelle Obama. And uh, I keep an eye out for that because uh, oftentimes what you don't expect happens in politics. Well, I read a piece today about Oprah. Maybe Democrats would convince Oprah to run. Yeah, you know, I just don't see that happening. But but I but I'm keeping an eye on Michelle Obama just in case because that is a very political family and I understand politics. But as as for the Republicans, the smart Republican in my mind has been Rick uh, Ron DeSantis. And the reason I say that is is that DeSantis has been able to stay on the sidelines. He did not get involved in endorsing candidates, which is a mistake. Some of these rookies who are running for president, Soto Voce, did. And uh, if he can stay out of the way and let Trump make his own decision, then he might be the beneficiary of that. He certainly has had a magnificent run as governor. I think he'll be reelected, reelected over Charlie Crip, um in a, in a reasonably large margin. So I, I, I put him as the number one contender. But as you said earlier, if Trump were to run, I would certainly say that Trump would clear the field. I, I don't think any of these names can defeat him in primaries, and I think he is the nominee of the Republican Party if he wants it. And that's something. But, but we know that, for example, there's like we, we've watched Trump endorsed candidates, and today, for example, out in Nevada, we're watching Adam Laxalt. Uh, Trump endorsed candidates are getting hit from the left and by the rhino right. Uh, Club for Growth keeps throwing money at any and every candidate that's not Trump endorsed. Uh, I think in a concerted effort, and they're throwing millions of dollars around. Club for Growth is no longer the club for growth that we once knew. They're a rhino organization that is now actively involved in every never-Trumper activity you can ever imagine. So they tried it in Pennsylvania. They're trying it now in Nevada. And I don't think it's going to work in Nevada. They tried it in Ohio as well. We saw that happen there and unfold there. And and then you got the left. You got, you know, according to one source, I heard somebody say yesterday, Soros put a whole bunch of money in the race out in Nevada. Well, one has or one of his PACs or one of his groups that he supports. One has to ask the question, what growth are they the club for? <laughs> I mean, at one time we knew what that stood for. I think that organization has become primarily, as you said, an anti-Trump organization. And I can't imagine that they're going to keep continuing to get millions of dollars, at least from the people who used to give it money, because those are people who I knew in my days in the Republican Party, and it's a very solid conservative group. But I don't view it as that right now, and I don't think most people do. Well, I don't think so either. What's your answer to this question, John McLaughlin? Well, you know, when there were when there was United in North Carolina and they helped Ted Budd, they won the primary decisively, and Ted Budd's probably going to win the North Carolina Senate seat. And to your original question with Joe Biden, 
the last time we asked the national Democrat primary question with Joe Biden and other Democrats in it, Biden only had 30% of the Democrat primary vote. That's Lyndon Johnson type of numbers. Kamala Harris had seven, Michelle Obama had 17, Stacey Abrams four, and AOC four. I mean, they have a wide open primary. Well, that Pete Buttigieg is really lighting things on fire as Transportation Secretary lecturing us that will have uh, high gas prices until we get uh, renewable energy independence, whatever that means. When what they get wind and solar up and running uh, 5,000 years from now, uh, and then lecturing everybody to go out and buy a $60,000 Tesla, which if you want to buy one, go right ahead. But most Americans at this point can't afford it, especially with inflation and the average gas price over, what? what's today, $5.12 a gallon. Yeah, and, and Buttigieg, I mean, we do a poll for the Job Creators Network with 500 small business owners last month. They said that uh, basically that we're not doing enough. Uh, basically, 71% say we're not doing enough to help supply chain problems. And 73% said Biden's not doing enough to combat inflation. And 74% give the economy a negative rating. So Biden and Buttigieg, they are, I mean, Buttigieg couldn't even run South Bend as a mayor. So the Democrats have no bench. Their policies are failing. And Donald Trump, if he runs again, the Republican primary voters said they support him 83 to 14. And in a field of 13 candidates, we had Trump at 57% nationally, DeSantis at 15%, and then you had uh, uh, Mike Pence and others at, in single digits. Quick break. We'll come back. Our pollsters, John McLaughlin, Matt Towery on the other side. Then your call's coming up, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. <laughs> All right, we continue looking at the varying polls around the country heading into the midterms. We have Matt Towery, John McLaughlin, our pollsters with us. Let's take this down an imaginary road. And, John, I'll start with you. That, okay, so we're going to now go through... If you, well, let's take Lawrence Summers saying probably in the next year or two we have a recession. Uh, I don't see Democrats making a U-turn and, and returning to energy independence. They have doubled down on begging countries that hate us, OPEC nations, the Saudis, Venezuelans, uh, Venezuela, uh, Iran, you know, to to produce more energy rather than be energy independent like we were. All right. So assuming gas prices stay high, inflation stays high. And interest rates now are going to go through the roof. The ripple effect of that, coupled with high inflation, 41-year high, paying more for every item we buy in every store we go to, paying $5 plus, headed to $6 a gallon gasoline as a national average. And so tell me how this plays out, because are the people maybe in the middle beyond Donald Trump's base uh, are they not watching this? Are they willing to take a few tweets that maybe make them uncomfortable uh, and lower gas prices and a better economy and a stronger position for America and the world? Because I think the answer would be yes. No, you're exactly right. Because when you look at, I mean, it, you know, it, what's interesting is rumblings from our old ally Israel that they're going to have their coalition that's failed over there is about to collapse and they'll go into another election. Probably Netanyahu will win and be prime minister again. We only wish we had that system because Donald Trump would be president again. Well, we'd have a no confidence vote by now. Uh, and then they got this stupid cigar trial, which you can't even make up. It's so dumb. Uh, Matt, we'll give you the last word. We got a minute. Okay. Two quick things. First of all, yes, everything you described 
there's there's no way that they get out of that nosedive in the next two years. But let me tell you what I'm beginning to hear among Republicans, among the base, and this is going to start to, I think, to pick up. There are a lot of people now who see this and say they, being the Democrats, the Biden administration, are determined to wreck the country, that this is on purpose. Now, I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm saying that more and more Republicans... Wait a minute. With the, no, Joe is doing exactly what he said he would do. That's why I keep playing these tapes of him saying oh, he'll eliminate fossil fuels. This is their, this was their plan, and they executed their plan. And with that plan, and on the first week he was sworn in, I said on your show, for every action, there's a reaction. Because he signed all those executive orders, you're about to see the reaction of the century. Because people will not put up with it. Uh, about Americans suffering a shortage of baby formula, feminine products, uh, supply chain shortages. I, I mean, I, I am so worried about... There's not going to be a soft landing here, and this is going to be a protracted, self-inflicted economic crisis because of radical climate alarmism and the religious cult that it is that the Democratic Party adheres to. That's the answer. You want you want to lower inflation? Become energy independent. Want to lower gas prices? Become energy independent. Increase the world supply. This is not complicated, but they're making it bad for everybody needlessly. Uh, anyway, Matt Towery, John McLaughlin, thank you. When we come back, we'll get to the phones, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, quick break right back. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you'll get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk, a veteran-owned company. Now, you get the same quality service that you get from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, uh, but you get it at half the cost. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year, and guess what? There's no activation fees and no contract to sign, and they use the same cell towers and the same 5G network. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. Anyway, this is a company that shares your values they support our military and our veterans. And by the way, they don't advertise on fake news networks, thankfully. Go to the website, puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch. It's simple. It's fast. It's easy. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean. That's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. You know, a violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds when it hits your doorstep. Well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. Rob Chadwick, I've met him. He's the former head of training for the FBI at Quantico. That guy, yeah. Rob and the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, they have created a free video you need to watch so you can get ready for what is coming in 2024. This video is not for everyone. It has one of America's most important law officers giving tips that very few civilians ever get to hear, and it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, defendfamily.com. All right, when is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft. 
everybody's home title is online, and we have criminals all over the world that will forge your signature, and basically it's a race against time to stop them before they take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, my partners at Home Title Lock, they demonstrated how criminals can do it. Now, they found the title to Linda's home online, forged her signature, stating that she sold them her home when she did not. Now, some criminal was now the owner, and that's the reality. So how do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Well, you can find out for free with sign-up when you use the promo code SEAN, S-E-A-N, and go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code SEAN, and your first 30 days of protection are free. Do it today. HomeTitleLock.com, promo code SEAN. Hannity, less big government. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. Even at fake news CNN, uh, Don Lemon, he doesn't hide the fact. I, I, I don't think he calls himself a journalist, does he? If he does, it's pretty funny. Um, he's a left-wing talk show host. That's what he does for a living, which is fine as long as you're honest about it. Uh, anyway, so he had on uh, the new press secretary replacing Jen Circleback Saki, the chief propagandist. Anyway, Corinne Jean-Pierre is on Don Lemon's show. And even Don Lemon talks about the fact that Joe's, I'm putting it in my words, weak and frail and a cognitive mess. And listen to the answer. Does the president have the stamina, physically and mentally, do you think, to continue on even after 2024? Don, you're asking me this question. Oh, my gosh. He's the president of the United States. You know, it, he I can't even keep up with it. We just got back from New Mexico. We just got back um, from California. Uh, that is I, 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 that is not a question that we should be even asking. He's the president. We shouldn't be talking about it. Uh, I'm not, I'm not buying, I, I can't even keep up with them. Uh, really? Uh, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> I'm sure he naps the whole way, uh, on the plane. Uh, and he's delivering, what, delivering what? Higher gas prices, record high inflation, uh, a weakened America, uh, in, in terms of its role in the world. He's delivering on nothing. It's an unmitigated disaster. And all of it preventable. That's the sad part. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Dan in Illinois will start. I don't know why you're living in Illinois, Dan, but you're there. Glad you called, sir. Good afternoon, Mr. Hannity. I uh, finally get a chance to repay you a debt of gratitude, believe it or not. Really? And in about, what sense? Well, about four or five years ago, I was listening to your program, and you were talking with someone about going back to school and furthering their education. The result of that conversation inspired me to do this over the road, but I finished getting my four-year degree, and now wow. here I am two years later. I'm halfway getting through my master's, and I'm still driving a truck over the road, but I'm dedicated now. So you're a full-time you, full truck driver. You got your four-year yes, degree. You're halfway to getting your master's degree. Can I ask in what field? Business administration, and I'm hoping to get into human resources. And so you want to make a career change, um, and the whole time you've been working full-time doing this? Yes, sir. Wow. Wow. 
I, I, and I had a part to play in this? Yes, sir, because it was a result of your conversation with someone else that inspired me to get this finished to begin with. My wife has been diagnosed with MS for a long time. Oh, no, and I had to make a decision between quitting school or taking care of the family, and the family went out. A long time later, I decided through our through your conversation, finish the job. I'm not done yet, and the same with the masters. I'm I just turned fifty four. I'm not done yet. You and know, it's because of you that I'm in this position now. You know, I'm telling you, it's sort of like you know, you reap what you sow, and uh, and here you put in all this hard work. And now you put yourself in a position where you can start an entirely different career. Driving a truck into your 60s over the road is is a really difficult thing to do. And and now you hopefully go on a new journey, hopefully make more money. I'm very proud of you. Uh, I hope people listen very closely because the decisions you make today will greatly impact your opportunities tomorrow. I always tell my staff, you know, I encourage everybody on my staff. If you if they want to expand out and do other work, I'm okay with it as long as they get their job done here. Uh, Linda, how true is that statement? I'm always encouraging people to do that. Very much so. Yes. Mm-hmm. The reality is you're going to benefit from your hard work down the road, and I'm looking forward to the next call that tells me where you landed and what you're doing and how much better your life is. Okay. Give me um, about I'm, one more year, and you'll get your wish. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, if I ever have a positive impact on somebody's life, I'm happy. Um, that, and there's nothing that makes me feel better about the job I do. So I appreciate it, my friend. We're praying for you. We wish you the best. God bless you. You know, you, I, I, um, you'll like this story, Linda. I won't, I'll tell you off the air who it is. I had a conversation today, a 24-year-old kid, um, friend of the family, and the parents wanted me to talk to this kid about his future. He just finished his four-year degree, and he has an interest. He's number one. He's really good with computers, and he has an interest in law enforcement. Is what he got his degree in. And I just talked about life with him, and I talked about the rules that I laid down or try to impart to my kids. Whether they listen is going to be up to them in the end. But as of now, pretty much they listen. And number one, you got to be a good person first. You got to be responsible for the decisions you make. You know, number one rule is the golden rule. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Love God with all your heart, mind and soul and your neighbor as yourself. You really can't go wrong doing that. And second thing is never do drugs ever, especially today. It's more dangerous than ever before. They're putting fentanyl in weed. They're making exact uh, duplicates of every pill imaginable and they're putting fentanyl in it and kids are dying every day. We're losing hundreds every week. Uh, if you drink, don't be the stupid kid puking in the bushes because you drank too much. Learn to drink responsibly. And there's a way to do that. Never take shots. Uh, if you start with uh, beer, stay with beer. If you start with wine, stay with wine. If you're going to do hard liquor, I prefer young kids not do it. But if they are, Stick to the one. Don't ever order a, a hurricane or a Long Island iced tea, which mixes all sorts of alcohols. Uh, it's not going to end well for you. Uh, and the third thing is about how you treat people that you date and be responsible. And remember, every single person has a heart. They have a soul. They have feelings. And how you treat them is is of the utmost importance. Never use the words that begin with A through Z. You know the words I'm talking about. 
Try never to raise your voice to talk to people rather than have yelling matches with them. Um, you know, I learned a lot of this, you know, through trial and error myself. And I wish somebody sat me down at that age and told me. And then I said to the kid, find something that you love. You love the computer stuff. He said, yeah. I said, good. I said, okay, well, people that are good with computers are in great need. He wants to do IT support. I said, that's awesome. I said, while you, when you get your job and you get settled in that job and you know what you're doing and you put the hours in that you have to put in every day, try to build a little business on the side where you can make extra money and save that money because money equals freedom. Then I gave him the whole money equals freedom speech. And um, I don't know if, if I can help people occasionally. Linda, does that sound like sound advice? Oh, one other thing I didn't say is, you know, if you're young, uh, don't make your parents grandparents at a young age. <laughs> that was subtle. That was subtle. I, I think that says it all. I, I've heard that lecture a few times in my life from you, and I've heard you give that lecture. I think it's good advice. I've, I mean, I unfortunately, I was looking at the numbers yesterday of how many of our NYPD officers, and, you know, I mean, some of them are resigning. You know, they're on the job. Yeah, but the year, mayor says it's a good thing because they can diversify the force. It's already in New York City. It's already a majority minority police force. Well, this is the same mayor who said he was going to keep those crackers in check. So I right. don't think that this is a man who has any sort of tolerance or acceptance for people as who they are. So, you know, the whole coexist theory of the diversification movement is a very interesting one. It speaks but putting volumes. 1,500 people leaving. Mm -hmm. They want out. They're looking oh, for other jobs. They get trained by the NYPD. They get great training. And then they're going mm -hmm. to, in New York and Nassau, Suffolk County, or they're going to Westchester County, or they're going to other states like Florida where they're getting financial incentives from Governor DeSantis. But also reminds me, Rick Scott did that first. If you remember, he was the one coming to New York with all the different ideas down in Florida. Oh, my gosh. And the battle it was between Rick Scott, oh Bobby and, um, Jindal, and, oh. and um, Rick Perry, they were always in New York because they were they were literally Great siphoning talent. off businesses yep. and enticing them to move to Texas, Louisiana, and Florida. And the, by the way, they were successful, which is why they all kept coming back. And yeah, every time they came to town, they'd come in studio and say hi, and we'd put them on the air. Yeah, and they would say, oh, yeah, we had a great meeting with all these wonderful entrepreneurs and great startups, and we've got all these great VCs and angel investors, and we're going to bring them all down to Florida where there's better incentivization, better taxes, better quality of life overall, lower crime. And, you know, they, they wanted to give back to those businesses that were giving to their communities. I mean, you just don't get that here in New York. And now it's worse than ever. I mean, New York is unrecognizable right now. It is absolutely atrocious. I could, I cannot believe the You're way that it You're specifically talking about New York City. But New York, New York State City. as a whole. Now, there New are places a whole, the in mess. New York, upstate New York. There are places in Long Island that are very, very nice. Uh, but that's separate and apart from New York City. New York I'll City. I'll be honest is, with you. Yeah. And I've thought this it's for a long time. It's an Adam Schiff hole. That's the only yeah. way to put it. But I, I've often felt like this for for a really long time, actually, as somebody who worked. I've lived in Long Island and lived in the city. And that I really feel like Long Island should be like its own state. It should not be included in New York City. It should not be included in what we're doing here. Like, it is literally its own state, its own thing. I mean, you got to go. I you're going to see more of this. You're, you're raising a good point. In Buckhead. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, exactly. When I worked in radio in Atlanta in 92 to 96... Okay, I remember I was in Huntsville from 90 to 92. But when I was in Atlanta from 92 to 96, I worked with Sluggo, as you know. Yes. Uh, and I've been talking to him. By the way, we're praying for his wife, Curly. She just had an operation. She's doing fine. Oh, I didn't know and that. And anyway, I, lived, I worked in Buckhead. I hung out in Buckhead. And 
Buckhead now, because the defund, dismantle, insanity of Atlanta used to be part of Atlanta, they're now seceding from Atlanta. And I think they'll do it successfully. And they're doing it because they want to have a real police force, real safety and security, uh, real law and order. And they they want to clean up their city before it not get sucked into the bad policies of Atlanta proper. And that, you know what, that is a very real effort. And that is happening in a lot of different places all over the United States where it's sort of like that divorce decree. I think we did it back in, I can't remember if it was 08 or 12, but there was a divorce decree that somebody put out between different parts of the right and the left in the United States. And it's only because it's gotten so polarized, so divisive, there's literally no conversation that you can have with one side or the other anymore. And I am experienced, I, I mean, I don't know if you're doing this or having a lot of conversation outside of work, but I mean, I'm having conversations with people and the second that you start to say something they don't agree with, they start yelling. And my question is always saying, why are you yelling? Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, more of your calls coming up. More of our discussion coming up. 800-941-SEAN. At the top of the hour, Dr. Ben Carson. Where do you hear the story out of New York and, and what they're teaching young kids in school yet again? Straight ahead. Three hours a day is all we ask on the Sean Hannity Show. So please join us. But just don't be late. Sean Hannity is on. On. Continue our discussion uh, about safety, security for public people like us. I can walk into a a public place, a restaurant, mm -hmm. and just peruse, you know, very quickly, and I can identify all the people that hate me instantaneously. They can't hide it. It's the it's so strangest sad. thing in my life. Now, on the other hand, there are wonderful people that like my shows and listen. But, you know, I try to put myself in the position, all right, I'm sitting at a restaurant. And by the way, I've had this happen. And somebody on the left comes in and I notice them. And I'm like, I just, I'm like, I'll say hello. I mean, I, I have I am not impacted by their presence at all. But um, I'll even it send so over sad. a drink. Huh? It's so sad. You're there. You're going to you're going to eat. You're going to have a meal like. I can't tell you how many times in New York City I have gone out and seen somebody from another news network or somebody who does one of the late night shows, you know, because it's a very small circle. Everybody hangs out in the same spots. And I would never think in a million years to walk up to that person and tell Ever. them that I don't or like give them out or their hate home address. them. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely, I've just what never I seen do. anything like it. And you, you know, everyone calls me a loser in my life. I really am because I don't go out that much. I don't know if I call you a loser. I call you a hermit. I mean, you definitely don't like to leave your house. That's no, definitely I, I, a you thing. On, on the weekends, I do, but I'm very selective about where I go. I yeah, go you are. to places that I know are safe and secure for me, places I've been going to 20 some odd years. That's what I do. Right, and so, where you're just Sean, and it's not about let's talk exactly. about politics and argue for five hours while you're there. Because the last thing you want to talk about when you're out having dinner is politics. No, listen, and when people come say, or say nice things or they want a picture or they want to say hello, That's different. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful because there are no, customers. They give us this yeah. microphone every day and they give us that camera every night. And I'm very grateful for it. But I mean, it, it's that bad. 
And, you know, for me to just walk into a random restaurant in New York City would be really stupid of me at this point. Um, well, plus, you don't know the food rating, so that's also really scary. You got to watch out. Yeah, it's not that. I'm, uh, by the way, I'm probably there's still people in New York wearing their masks. So if I want anonymity, I put on a baseball hat, dark glasses, and a mask. And occasionally, I, I still you. get I recognized. I would still know who you are. You have a very particular <laughs> yeah, walk and style about you. Just so you know. Oh man, Is, I hope it's swagger. Anyway, I don't know if it's swagger. It's super fast though. We're gonna find out tomorrow how. Uh, how much the Fed is going to raise interest rates yet again. This will be the third rate increase. Maybe a half a point, maybe three quarters of a point uh, interest rate hike. Now, if you've not contacted our friends at AmericanFinancing.net, I guarantee you that these six, seven, eight hikes that will follow the one tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 